0: Hi, I'm Mahati, and welcome back to the Queen Bee's podcast. We're stoked to get the 2019-2020 Skystone season started. I'm Shruti. I'm Shreya. I'm Rishi, one of the new team members. And I'm Suha, the other new teammate, and today we're interviewing the design and technology teacher at Crossroads South Middle School, Ms. Sims. Hi, Ms. Sims. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here with us. Could you please introduce yourself, your career path, and what you studied? Sure. Hi. So I'm Kristen Sims. Um, I am a tech teacher here at Crossroads South, and this is my 14th year of teaching. Um, My background, as far as it goes, is um, I went to the College of New Jersey, and I, um, how do I say this nicely? I switched kind of majors halfway through. Um, <laughs> so I actually started, I was always education. I always knew that I wanted to be a teacher from a very, very young age. Um, no teachers in my family, so I'm not really sure where it came from. Both my parents are nurses, so maybe it's just like the people aspect of things. But um, I was an education major, and I came in as elementary English, because you had to pick, with elementary ed, you had to pick like a, um, a concentration, if you will. And I went to my first um, English class, my first writing class, and got torn apart by my professor. And I said, well, maybe this is not for me. And um, so actually what I ended up doing was I was like, well, I can't, this is not me. Like I I enjoy reading and I enjoy writing, but like I can't, I'm not going to make it. But I still want to do education. And at the time, Um, It was actually like a new concentration and they called it MST and it was math, science, and technology. So it was kind of like before the STEM term came around. And... um it was very new and in its infancy, and you had to take, like, two math courses, um, two science courses, and then two tech courses, and then that would fulfill those academic requirements. But um, because I was not getting my undergrad in the four years that I had planned to get my undergraduate degree, and I was staying longer than I had expected, um, I talked to the chairperson in the department and he said, if you stick around and take, like, six more credits in tech, you can have your elementary degree and your tech ed degree, which is what had replaced industrial arts traditionally. And I said, oh, okay. Um, so I did that, because I was there anyway. And I took those courses. And... Um from there, when I was uh, looking for jobs, I was going on elementary interviews because that's what I thought I wanted to do. It's, I did my student teaching in fifth grade, and, you know, it's just kind of like what felt right at the moment. And I was going on interviews, and there were like 50 people trying to get one job. You know, and I had no connections, and I, you know, no uh, nepotism in there or anything for me. Um, so I was, you know, kind of just like interviewing, interviewing, and actually, um, a good friend of mine already worked at South Brunswick High School. He had done his student teaching there, and he worked um, actually with Mr. Andrew Shevitz and Mrs. Sokol in the tech ed department. Like, he was actually um, a technology education teacher, and he said that he had heard through the grapevine that Mr. Levine, who used to be a wood shop teacher here for many, many years, was retiring, and they were looking to change the program more tech ed. You know, so more like kind of what we think of STEM today. And I had not even passed my praxis in tech ed at that point. So I was like, well, they're not going to hire me. Like, they're not, there's no way. And they were like, that's not what I told you. Like, just apply for the job. And I said, uh, okay. And I did... Um, My interview is a whole other story. Maybe we'll save that for later. But my interview goes, and it was the first job offer that I had was here at Crossroads to teach tech ed, and I had to write the curriculum from scratch, and, like, I was pretty much given, like, carte blanche. They hired me, I think, technically without... Passing my practice yet? I think I had taken it. We, we won't. We'll, we'll keep the the dates a little shady there because I don't want anyone in trouble. Um, but they had hired me, and you know it was just like a whirlwind. And um, here I am, 14 years later. So I, I think I answered everything. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So as a child, you say you always wanted to do tech ed. So I knew I wanted to teach. I definitely always knew I wanted to teach. Um, As far as tech ed went, though, I have to say, what's funny is, I didn't even think it was an option. But when I look back on my childhood, well, high school years, when I look back on my high school years, I actually spent a lot of like my free time with um, the tech ed department. So in my high school, I went to Rancocas Valley High School, which is in Mount Holly, New Jersey, which is about like 40 minutes south of here. It's in Burlington County. And, um, you know, I, I was a normal student, I, I was an athlete, I was a student, I was involved in choir, like, I, I did a lot of different things, and, um, you know, as far as electives went, I gravitated towards things like um, design, and, t- like, we had, like, a design and tech class, I forget what we called it, there was a name for it, and I can't think of what it is right now, um, photography, uh, woodshop, um, photoshop, like, all, all those sorts of classes, and I just, I don't know if it was the people, or the content, to be honest, like in high school, it's hard to tell sometimes. But I really, and I just really spent a lot of time with those teachers. And and it's funny, because I, I clearly remember. Because all those classes were in what we called the D building. So it was like a detached building from the main building of our high school. I mean, you only had to walk 20 feet across the parking lot to get there. But like, you had to go outside. So it was like, oh my gosh, we're going outside. Um, So you had to go outside. And I just remember... Even like, as silly as this is, like when I had to use the restroom, like they had a restroom in the D building, and I would just go over there, like it didn't matter where I was in the building, I would go over there so that I could like pop in with those teachers. Um, Mr. McIntosh, he's actually still there. Um, Mr. Utz is still there. Mr. Lawson, he retired. Um, But I spent a lot of time with them. So it's like kind of funny to actually like go back and think about that, because at the time I didn't even it wasn't on my radar as like a career option. I just knew I wanted to teach. I didn't realize that that was like something I was into. And then funny how things kind of just fell into place. And actually, it's like what I do and what I love. And even some of the projects and some of like the things that they taught me that I remember doing with them, like I do with my kids now. So it's so it's I've definitely always wanted to teach. The tech ed piece kind of took a little bit of time to develop. What's your like favorite project that you do with students here? I, I do. I like them all. Um, the, my paper roller coaster project uh, has developed over time. Um, it's definitely been it's morphed over the years, but I, I think it's a good one only because um, it incorporates so much, which I think stresses my children out because it makes them I think you can speak to that, right? Um, because there is a lot to do. Um, not only is there the design piece there 's the hands on piece of just making the pieces there 's figuring out how you 're going to put them together there 's figuring out how am I going to hit all the requirements of the project as far as like time and pieces and re- that sort of thing but then you also have that weird kind of it 's not weird but like real life component of like the spending piece right so it 's like not only do you have to build a coaster not does it not only does it have to perform a certain way but you also have to like in real life, I know it's such a scary thing, um, keep track of what you're spending because what you're spending has an impact on what your um, final outcome is, if you will. Um, but I really like, like all design challenges are fun. I mean, e- even something as simple as like, we do like a paper cup that just has to hold water for a couple of seconds without leaking. That's like the intro one. Um, they're all good because I think, you know, in some ways curriculum has gotten more advanced. um, And especially at a younger age, what you guys are learning at a younger age is not what I was learning at a younger age. Um, But I like it because it allows us to get hands on again, which we don't always get to do in other classes consistently. So I mean, so if I'm picking a favorite project, it's really anything they're building um, and measuring and cutting and because it's just some things they don't get to do all the time. So as a child, do you have any idols? Oh, there's so many idols um, yeah I definitely had some idols I would say um growing up like obviously my parents are pretty big idols for me um, and continue to be um what's actually funny though is you know you meet a lot of people on the way but I have to give a shout out to Mr. Doherty here at Crossroads um you guys know Mr. Doherty. Mr. Doherty, actually he's so close to retirement, which is so sad because I said the day he retires um, is the day I'm going to retire, which is not feasible at all. Um, But but, um, he has been a teacher here at Crossroads for many, 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 many years. He started actually as a social studies teacher um, in the Gamma unit. And after social studies, he became the first keyboarding teacher. So it was like officially like on the old like emacs you know teaching kids how to type and word process and all those fun things and now he has kind of morphed into um the dean of students here and he teaches one or two classes on the side but um i will say that he has been a huge mentor and idol in my life um especially as a new teacher right i I mentioned earlier that i didn't have teachers in my family So, like, having resources outside of school to be like, well, what do I do here? Like, how do I deal with this parent? Or, like, I I don't know what's going on. Like, I I need help. Um, He, I don't know what he saw in me. He says he saw something in me. I don't know what it is. Um, (laughs) But he said he saw something in me, like, the first day that we, as new staff, introduced ourselves to the staff. He's like, I think I'm going to like this girl. And um, he just became this amazing, both in the classroom and outside the classroom mentor, Um, you know. He's like a second parent to me at this point, which is just amazing. Like yesterday, we ran a 5K together. Um, So you know, we do things like that. Next week, we're going to like a soup convention. I don't know where. uh, Like, so you know, we do a lot of stuff out of school, but we do. He's been there for me in school, and I've always found that as like a mentor, he's always two steps ahead of me, which I always find very interesting. You know, because like he'll he'll set me up almost in a way. Like he'll be like, well, why don't you? uh, into this or like why don't you try this and I'll be like uh, okay like whatever and do it and then you know a couple weeks later or a month later I'll come back to him and be like you knew the whole time like what you were doing to me like what how you were setting me up for like success or like a certain position or something like that so like when I really step back and think about my life I mean I've only known him for 14 years now which is more than some of your lives but um, I've only known him for 14 years which in the grand scheme of things is a small chunk of my life but if you want to talk, like, mentor and idol, like, I would rank him pretty darn high. Um, In terms of education of, sci- of STEM and engineering and design, how important do you think, like, current teaching towards design, and um, how do you think it could possibly be changed for the future? So, obviously, it's super important, and it's actually funny. Last year or the year before, I think it might have been the year before, we did... Um, we Skyped in with people, um, friends of ours or um, Mrs. Uh, Boucher and I, who also is a tech teacher here. We did Take Your Child to Work Day and we Skyped in with professionals, um, some programmers and some other people. Some people work for Facebook, um, another company called WeWork. And it's just hysterical. I don't want to say hysterical, but like just so like eye-opening to realize that like what we are trying to prepare you guys for as you become adults is like probably not even like in existence at this point um you know as far as like just concepts and companies and how the working world works is so different than like what I was grown up to see like you know growing up um you kind of like had this mindset of like you would get one job like out of college and you would um you would stay there like you would you would retire from there like if you worked for a company for 30 or 35 years like that was an achievement and it's so different now you know it's it's project based now people move around from company to company some tech companies like you know They get a good year for like two or three years and then they you know They're just not relevant anymore and you move on to the next thing. So, you know, it's always interesting to Try to prepare you guys for something that we don't know what it's gonna look like but I feel like the whole stem idea it's all good stuff you know so like even if what you're learning now isn't exactly what you end up applying to your job or like maybe what your career ends up being in I feel like you're developing good habits you're developing a good mindset like even in the tech world you know we talk about the design process and and how to go about and you know the the flow of how things work and and we talk about it as like a circular pattern where, you know, you're always kind of stuck in it, right? You can always improve upon things and, and then go back to your problem and see what's going on and improve upon it again or do some more research and test it out and see how it goes. I mean, that's a real life skill, you know? So it's, STEM is super, super important. I do think that you know, learning your times tables and being able to memorize them is also super important. Um, because you know, when you go to Macy's and something's twenty percent off, you need to know how to do that mentally. But um, you know, I think it's a balance. I think it's a balance of the two things. Um, and I think you know, we're trying like in in the education world to find that balance because you guys do. You do need some core understanding of concepts and and kind of how the world works ideas but at the same time like you guys the stuff that you guys do at your age like the stuff that even like my class is teaching for just 30 days at you know a small amount of time is just like so cool compared to like what we did you know like everything was very rote and everything was like here's the fact do this or like here's the fact regurgitate it or like here's your theme write about it and again there's a time and a place for some of that but the ability for you guys to go, like, here's a problem, here's what you have, see if you can figure it out, like, that's huge, because you end up developing skills and ideas and thoughts that, like, you can't recreate in a traditional kind of classroom setting. What we've been talking about through the podcast so far is education, but do you have any other hobbies other than education? Well, I do, actually. Um, so when I'm not teaching, so obviously I teach full-time, um, but outside of teaching, I actually, I coach, and I spend a lot of time coaching, so... Um this is my second year back. So I, my passion was springboard diving. That's what I did growing up. That's what I did in college. Um, and I coached springboard diving after college. And then there was, you know, some things that went down in life that things changed. Um, and I took some time off from coaching diving, but I'm actually back to coaching diving and I coach at Ryder University. Um, yeah. So I coached division one diving at Ryder University. Um, You know, so I sleep, you know, like one to two hours a night. It's solid. It's (laughs) solid. I mean, you can sleep, you know, sometime later in life. But um, so that's like my big passion is definitely coaching outside. I spend a lot of time doing that outside of teaching. Um, Other than that, I, I do like to like work out and cook and, you know, go shopping and love me some Costco. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, where else can you buy, like, 900 rolls of toilet paper <laughs> in one shot? Um, it's the best, and they give you samples. But anyway, um, so if, you, if you're, if I spend uh, probably 80% of my time outside of school coaching, so th- that would definitely be a huge passion. Um, So, like, aside from all of that, as a woman in technology, have you faced any discrimination and you sure? sure. So when you when you prepped me with that question, I, I had to do some thinking, and to be a hundred percent honest, like I nothing blatant comes to mind. Um, I will say that my personality um, doesn't lend itself sometimes to allow to be pushed into a corner um, because I'm loud and and I push and. Like I will hop right in there with the guys, and um, even when I was talking about coaching earlier, I took some when I took some time off of diving. I helped coach wrestling. Now I never wrestled, but I was um, I did a lot of the academic or excuse me the uh, administrative stuff for the team, but got the title, so I like to throw it around. Uh, but I had to go to like meetings with coaches, and I mean, if you want to talk about a male-dominated sport, wrestling is a male-dominated sport. So, but even I feel like the first time I walked into a meeting with, like, all these guys, like, they looked at me, and I was like, and? <laughs> and then they were like, okay, you know, like, here she is. And, like, by the next year, they were all like, can, can you come work for us? Like, we we need, we need you. Um, so I make my presence known, and, you know, I put off a tough exterior, so I try to, you know, not give anyone a chance to do it. But, I, you know, to be honest, um, in college, I was one of the few girls in a lot of my classes. Um, even in high school, when I talked about going out to the, the D building with all the tech classes, um, you were usually, you know, like in a photography, you weren't necessarily the minority. Like you were, you were kind of in the mix or like a Photoshop, you know, a little more artsy. You, you ne- weren't necessarily the minority, but like in a wood shop, you know, I was like one of two girls. Like in a, in a mechanical drawing, I was like one or, of two or three girls. So, it's, it's been, it's definitely still, I don't want to say still as much, but, like, it definitely was male-dominated, even through college, Um, even if you look, like, when you meet other people now, and say, like, oh, what do you do? I'm a tech teacher, you know, and it's, like, oh, okay, you know, like, computers, and I'm, like, no, engineering, and blah, 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 and and they're, like, oh, Okay, they're like, oh, I know someone, like, and, you know, they speak about a guy. So I would still say it's definitely, like, male, at least in the education world, you know, I can't speak to, I don't know a ton of, like, professional engineers, Um, but, you know, it's definitely male-dominated, but I just try to, like, you know, flex my muscles and, and look pretty tough so that, you know, like, I just come off so that I am not allowing someone to put me in a place where they think I belong. So in you said um, when you first started teaching, you like created the whole curriculum and everything. So when STEM wasn't, or like whatever, I think it was ET, MST, MST. Yep. yes, when it wasn't blossoming as much, how did you think of like the curriculum? How did you think of what to teach and stuff like that? Good question. Um, so I relied a lot on what I was taught in college, you know, the definition of technology and what the design process is because that's the core of what tech's all about. And then you can kind of just like run the gamut with design challenges, right? And you can, t- there's so many, under this tech ed, um, umbrella. There are just like so many ways you can go. You can go with electronics. You can go with robotics. You can go with architecture. You can, you know, just, there's just so many things to do. Um, biotech, all kinds of stuff. So I just relied a lot on what I learned in college. And then the, the guy that I had mentioned, a friend of mine who told me about the job here in South Brunswick, he was already a tech ed teacher at the high school. He primarily taught, um, electronics and robotics up at the high school that was the majority of what he taught but he dabbled in a couple others um and honestly, I just, like, relied on him very heavily. And I was like, okay, well, if you told me that I should apply for this job, you are going to help me write the curriculum. And he did. And there, there are standards out there. You know, like, New Jer- the state of New Jersey, as many other states have, they have teaching standards that kind of tell you, like, by the end of eighth grade, children should know X. And by the end of tenth grade, children should know Y. So uh, just a combination of that. But what was nice is, like, I was the only teacher and that was doing this, so I had, like, freedom, you know, like, I could choose what I wanted to do, and the, and over the 14 years, it has changed, and it has morphed, and I've changed up projects, you know, I have, like, three projects right now, in our 30 days that we can get done that I think are pretty solid, um, but, like, I might get bored of them in, like, two years, and, or something might fall into my lap that I hear someone else doing, or, like, at a conference, and, like, learn about, I'm like, oh, I want to do that, you know, um, so it was, it was overwhelming. It definitely was, like, having the freedom. But at the same time, it was, like, such a blessing to be trusted. And then just using the resources that I had, that good friend of mine, you know, the standards from the state and what I learned um, from the department at, at TCNJ um, really got us to where we are. As a robotics team, do you have any advice for us to um, grow farther in the robotics world? Um, as far as robotics goes and, and, growing in that world, I would say take every opportunity you can, um, you know, kids these days are very scheduled. You guys have a lot of things on your plate between, you know, academics and athletics and extracurriculars. And I know in South Brunswick, and I'm sure, um, for you guys as well, like music's really big, you know, like you're, there's just so much, but try to say yes as much as you can and try to meet as many people as you can um, and talk to as many people as you can. And I think no matter what you're doing, robotics or anything else, the more you say yes, well, obviously within reason, right? I don't want you guys to sleep one to two hours like I do. Um, But, you know, every just like if there's a conference and you're like, I don't know, to Go. You never know who you're going to meet. You never know who you're going to cross paths with and, like, who could end up being a huge lifelong connection somewhere down the line. You know, the family that I've made here by taking a chance and applying for a job, uh, I, I couldn't imagine my life any different, you know, and it's so full because of it. So, you know, just take every opportunity as it comes across your plate, and I think you'll be successful. To kind of, like, wrap things up, if you could, like, look past your whole career now, 14 years, what's one moment that kind of stands out to you where you thought, like, oh, like, what I'm doing is super cool. Like, this is amazing. Um, all right. I'm going to give out some secrets about Crossroads that are pretty cool. Um, so, honestly, um, in the last couple years, I've really... Spent more time, and listen, I love everything I do in the classroom, but I've spent a little bit more time doing projects outside the classroom the last few years, so um, some of you know Mr. Hendricks. Mr. Hendricks and I, like, we, he's a PE teacher here. Um, He's been here, actually, as long as I have. We do, like, a staff video every year, like a staff music video. We did Old Town Road last year. Oh, yeah, that's us. Um, And I find, like, those moments, those are the moments that I go, this is what I do. And this is what I love. Or even like when the kids are building roller coasters and they're like so excited to take them home or like so excited. It's those like little moments of fun. You know, like, yeah, it's great to teach like a really crazy concept and a kid gets it. Yeah, that's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's cool. But like when a kid's so excited to like take a coaster home to their like three year old you know, like sibling and they're like, oh my God, they're going to love it. Like, that's what's important. Or like when I get to share the staff video to everyone and people are like, this is what you do for like a living. And I'm like, yes, this is like what it is. You know, we're going to Gettysburg or going to Hershey or like, it's all those other fun moments of being with kids and, and getting to like experience kids and, and help form them into the people that they're going to be. Those are the moments where I step back and go, this is what it's all about. Um, so, in your career, have there been any like cool people you've worked with? Um. Well, I would definitely say that like my crew here at Crossroads that they're pretty cool. Um, like Mr. Darty and Mr. Hendricks, um, Mr. Bohm, who's an eighth grade uh, math teacher here. Are you an alpha? No. Oh, do you have him? Yeah, I w- I him. Oh, you switched. Oh, that, no, right, you're a freshman, that's right. So you know Mr. Bohm, yes, yes. And you have him for math. Yeah, he's pretty, he's dry, but he's pretty sweet. Miss um, O'Mara, um, social studies alpha teacher. Uh, Miss Barrio, sixth grade science teacher. So, like, they're, they're all over the place as far as, like, grades and what they do here at the school. But, like, they're definitely, like, some really cool people. Um, and, you know, I would say most people I've worked with are pretty cool. But that little crew, we, we definitely, like, get ourselves in some trouble and, and cause some shenanigans and, you know, I mean, may or may not have ended up on the roof one year, you know, just, like, things like that. So, you know, uh, we'll see. We have to top that somehow. But um, they're a great group of people, and it's, and it's fun that they're, you know, different grades and different departments, so it, like, gets me out of, like, my little, you know, class. Well, it's not very little, but my classroom, and gets me into different aspects of the school. To anyone who's like aspiring to become a teacher in um, specifically technology, what would you recommend, or what would you say they should look out for? Look out for. Um, I would just say you know keep your head on straight and don't be don't be jaded by like what you hear about education. I think you know education gets a bad rap sometimes um, through the government and through the public. Um, yes you know we work 10 months quote unquote and you know we make decent money and and, and have decent benefits but like we've got a bad rap but y- there's not many teachers that don't work in the summer you know what I mean there's not many teachers that don't have side jobs so like it looks all cushy on the outside but like we bust our butts you know like we don't we don't walk out at 3 30 and like not look back you know like we're going home and like planning for the next day or setting things up or doing things you know my mom always jokes with me she's like you teachers have it so easy i go any day you want to come in you come right in come visit us um but i think that would be my thing cuz i know that um when a couple years ago when just education got like a lot of budget cuts and a lot of like negative stuff was happening um Education programs at colleges, their numbers dropped off because kids were just, you know, saying like, "I don't know if it's worth it." Like, I don't know if if it's what I think it's going to be. And and the the truth is, is once you get in it, it's it's not as bad as the picture is painted. You know, there's still a lot of freedom. You still get to bond with kids. You know, it's you're not fearful of everything. Um, you're not being told what to do every second of the day. So I would just say, like, anyone going in education, tech, not tech, it doesn't matter, you know, it's not as bad as people say it is. Like, it's still an amazing profession. And, and if it's what your calling is, then I think you should 100% go for it. Well, thank you so much for talking with us today. We learned so much, and this was a really fun discussion, so thank you.